Back up, please. Hello and welcome to Dando Taco Rokro. This is uh, Ritika and I have my co-host Abhishek with me. Hello everyone. It's 7 o'clock in the morning and uh, I can't believe that I'm saying this but Bombay is freezing. <laughs> Yeah, after a long, long time. Yep. And, and so are the stock markets, by the way. On <laughs> January 21st, the Indian stock market took a big tumble and out came Chidambaram on national television and he said, please don't worry, the fundamentals are strong, stay invested. And on the next day, barely two minutes into the market, the stocks plunged 11%. Boom. Yes, but after the great fall came the respite on the next day when the BSE rose for like something around 5% and settled down a bit. I think one of the reasons is that the US Federal Reserve slashed the interest rates by three quarters of a percentage. So what happened is they tried to get in more money into the market. By doing that, it was almost like George Bush pleading the people of USA to spend money. (laughs) (laughs) Please spend some money. (laughs) That's right. After the subprime crisis, people are very on spending their money. Yeah. And in fact, the last time the US had such a drastic interest rate cut was during the Twin Towers crumbling down. Mm -hmm. So it's a major act of desperation. And they also have another meeting lined up in a couple of days on uh, 30th. And many Mm. people are expecting another cut. So people are being very optimistic. But you know, fundamentally, Asia's exposure to the whole subprime mess in the US Mm -hmm. is very less because, you see, let's take the example of a few countries like Singapore and uh, Hong Kong, where Mm -hmm. they export up to 20% of their GDP to the US. Whereas Mm -hmm. in India, it's only 2%. In China, it's only 8%. So what Chidambaram is actually saying out loud on TV is that you don't have to worry about the recession that America has been hit with. And secondly, the domestic demand is strong. So what happens is if India can't export 2% out in the US, those 2% are well made up for the healthy domestic demand in India. That's right, to some extent. Mm -hmm. But then there is always the other side of the coin also. The software companies, for example, in India, Mm -hmm. they have major exports to US and Europe. For them, the dollar coming down or Mm -hmm. such kind of recession in US will be a big hit because it will be followed by job cuts in US and the software companies will be directly hit. So that is where one India has to worry about. And uh, the second thing is that even companies like Toyota, I mean, every three of the 10 cars that uh, Americans buy are Toyota and same goes with let's say uh, Nintendo or any such other product. I mean these companies will get a lot affected and even though you know we say that we can actually decouple the two scenarios and we can keep US out and Asia out but like we saw in the past days it didn't happen. The stock market did fall. Yeah you're right but there you know, was unlike Unlike back in 97, where the Asian crisis was at its peak, this time the Forex reserves are far more stronger than they were in back in 92. Now we've got, what, more than $150 billion Forex reserves, so it acts like yes. a shock absorber. Right. That that will help in rupee not depreciating. But when we're talking about stock market, the mm-hmm. stock market knows no logic. Oh, yes. And we now we are know. only doing a post-mortem because we, in hindsight we're talking, so we don't know what happens on that day when it falls. And in fact, in 24th, there was again uh, news about Societe General, which is a French bank, and that it reported a fraud because of which it had $7.1 billion loss. 
Because of this, again on 24th, the market fell, even though on 23rd they had risen. But on then 25th, when the interest rate cut was announced, it rose. So there is a link between the falling and rising of the market with the US. You know, one man is responsible for all of this, and it's Alan Greenspan. He was there at the helm some time back, and Paul okay. Krugman, he's a humorous economist. He has some one-liners which will crack you up. He says, if you want a simple model for predicting the unemployment rate and the subprime crisis in the US over the next few years, here it is. It will be what Alan Greenspan wants it to be, plus or minus a random error reflecting the fact that he is not quite God. <laughs> Most of it is caused by a few of the decisions that he's taken back then. So he delayed the obvious and mm. it's all crum- crumbling down today. And well, as we talk, the stock market is trying to get back on its feet. And so we'll see till when the bear market will win over the bulls. I hope they never do, but we'll be optimistic. So moving on, it's bad news elsewhere also. And it's bad news for a couple of CEOs. One of them is Starbucks. So Starbucks chief executive has exited the company. The subprime crisis, etc., etc., the economic recession, all that has taken a toll on the poor CEO also. And it seems that Starbucks share price fell around almost 48% in the last year. And it faced a lot of competition from McDonald's and Dunkin' Brands because these companies are also moving towards coffee. Mm-hmm. And so the dominant business of Starbucks is being taken away by them. But isn't it sad that when he was sacked, the share prices jumped by 10%. So Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Now Starbucks is contemplating on selling coffee for $1 only in a few outlets in Seattle where it has its headquarters when Hmm. the average price is around $6. And uh, like you said, the meltdown, the subprime crisis, uh, consumers are not willing to spend money on coffee also. So everyone's feeling the heat. That's right. And and in his plan, he wants to to slow down the number of stores in U.S. and speed up the expansion of Starbucks overseas. In fact, it has also entered into a partnership with Pepsi to sell one of their drinks. Hmm. So McDonald's and Coke and now it's Starbucks and Pepsi. And it doesn't help when McDonald's enters the coffee business either. Earlier, McDonald's uh, was also sold coffee along with the hamburgers. Now they are selling coffee as one of their main items and they are going head to head with Starbucks. And Starbucks reply is, they will be selling breakfast sandwiches and drive through windows. Both of them are crossing paths and happily. But it's a risk for McDonald's also because selling uh, upscale coffee can actually keep away the customers of McDonald's who are like more interested in cheap, simple hamburgers than oh, yes. upscale coffees. Big time. Because culturally, both of them are very different. Hmm. McDonald's is like a stock market or a fish market. And Starbucks is yeah. where you will find people reading pink paper. And in fact, BBC had a small survey uh, where they said that Starbucks website has 8.3 more female visitors than a McDonald's site. And the income group and the age group is uh, in a Mac, you'll have less than $60,000 per annum wala going in. And he'll be from the age group of 18 to 34, whereas Starbucks is 35 onwards. And he earns typically more than 60000 So it's more like a lounge kind of place. Mm-hmm. That's true. And in another news, eBay's 10-year-old CEO, Meg Whitman, puts down her papers and John Danahoe will take charge very soon. The woman who was regularly featured in the Fortune 500's most powerful women will resign. And it's been a very good stint, so it's not as bad news as it was for uh, the Starbucks, Kavanda. 
Over the past 10 years, she's helped eBay garner up to 83 million active users who buy mm-hmm. and sell. And when I read these stats, I said, wow, it's awesome. But then the next line read, the investors are complaining because these figures haven't changed for the last three quarters. Like, Even she can blame it on the subprime crisis. <laughs> not so much. <laughs> because you know why? that happens. Yeah, because it's a worldwide site. Yeah, and also there are some unusual items sold at eBay. Sometime back, water that was said to have been left in a cup by Elvis Presley, who drank it once <laughs> upon a time, was sold for $400. <laughs> okay, just a trivia. The first item that was sold on eBay mm-hmm. was a broken laser printer. So the owner, I think it, it's um, Omidyar, he told the person who was buying the item, that you know the laser printer is broken. So he said, yeah, I know, but I'm a collector of broken laser printers. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. So it started with that then. So yeah. they're keeping up the tradition. In fact, not very long ago, there was one 10-year-old grilled cheese sandwich, all right? Uh-huh. And it sold for $28,000. And you know why? My God, why? Because it had the image of the Virgin Mary on it, apparently. Mm. So... Okay. <laughs> People have their idiosyncrasies anyways. <laughs> mm. And the new CEO, what is in store for him is that uh, the new products which are listed every year mm-hmm. on, on the site, last time they only rose by 4%. So he, he's got to get that up. And also, uh, how is he going to do that is that he's planning to slash fees that eBay charges to sellers for listing their items. So if I want to list a sandwich which has Ganpati on it, so <laughs> it'll be free. Uh, earlier, I would have had to pay. No, no, you don't want people filing PILs against you and Shivsena coming and doing dharna. (laughs) Don't even think about it. And let's not say it on also on our podcast. (laughs) No, no, we'll be banned. I was with all Shraddha and divinity. Come on, yeah. And I will send half those proceeds to philanthropy and one-fourth of it to Shivsena. Don't worry. (laughs) Okay. So, uh, moving on, uh, okay, let me ask you a question, Abhishek. Mm-hmm. Which petrol outlet do you go to? No, none in particular. HPCL, BPCL, whichever <laughs> is the closest. Okay, so next time when you go, you can go to HPCL because you'll have an added benefit if you go to HPCL. Uh-huh, why? They are selling at 5% less than what Reliance is? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's even more important, you know. It's something to help the call of nature. Uh-huh. Well... <laughs> SPCL has started their branded toilets at some of their high-density tourist routes like highways, etc. <laughs> yeah, these toilets are called as fluors, and uh, now they'll be a part of the standard layout of HCL. Aha! So their ad line can read: If you want to take a dump on the highway, hold it till you find a fluor. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I, you know, fluors is actually French for flowers. I don't know why they have kept the name as that, but it's supposedly because they had done a survey and they found out that people like their toilets to be fragrant and clean, so they have named it as uh, flowers. No, I think it's a brilliant move, yeah, because there is not one petrol pump on the highway which has got good sanitation facilities. Yes, exactly. And, uh, and it, it's going to be a big brownie point for HPCL because they are allowing the customers to use them for free irrespective of whether they fill the fuel or not. And that's good. That's very good. This is much better than opening coffee shops and cinema theaters and retail outlets. I mean, because this is one thing that will attract people much more than a retail outlet. No, but so I'm I still not convinced uh, that people would go to an HPCL to fill petrol because they have good toilets. It's, it's a good brand building exercise that these people actually do care about the people who come in and not 
just are in the business of selling uh, a commodity see, i mean these are mostly at high density tourist routes uh-huh. so for example if i am going especially women right. if the families are going you'll obviously go to an outlet which has got good toilet facilities mm. than one which maybe has a retail store because True. this is like the need i mean it's like a burning need i mean guys may not <laughs> understand it but i know that families are going to pay a good deal of attention for this that's right for guys all you need is an open green field <laughs> exactly <laughs> I don't know why nobody thought of this before yeah, in India. Yeah, it's excellent consumer insight. And well, that's about it from this week. But before we sign off, uh, we could not help but cover the big news of Indian Premier League, the division of BCCI, which is raking in millions for its T20 championship. Yeah, and I heard that Mukesh Ambani has bought for Mumbai, and Preeti Zinta with Neswarya has bought uh, Chandigarh. and uh, Shahrukh Khan with Guri Chawla and Jay Mehta has bought Calcutta and all these figures are around 70 to 80 million dollars which is huge and it seems like India is such a rich country suddenly no but you know there is something in it for the common man as well as and when the championship does gain popularity it is built on the lines of the English Premier League where teams are traded on the stock exchange So tomorrow you could be a shareholder for example in the US or the UK Manchester United has been listed and when Beckham was transferred from Man U to Real Madrid the stock prices actually fell because he wasn't doing a good job for his team so right. this does happen and secondly the domestic players not very long ago they used to earn up to 30000 rupees for a couple of matches that they used to play at the Ranji level now they will earn up to 30 lakhs 80 lakhs contract for 3 years so it's as much as an ivy league graduate and i think it's good so people will benefit the players yeah. as well as the viewers till yesterday we had people burning down the houses of cricketers because they lost a match in which they had no stake so tomorrow when cricketers actually lose a match in which people have stake i don't know what's going to happen <laughs> That's a good one. Now, on a serious note, BCCI has sold its broadcasting rights to, I think it's Sony, but I'm not sure. And they have made more than one billion dollars for wow. that, and that too for just 40 days, 2020 match that they have sold. And it makes the ICC ESPN deal look like nothing in front of it. <laughs> But where is all this money going? Go invest in the stadiums. There are more people in the stands than the stands can accommodate. No toilet facilities. <laughs> Let's hope na some exactly. of the money is spent well. And the celebrities who have invested in all these clubs, they are also going to make huge amount of money because of advertising. Tomorrow, if any brand wants to advertise for that club or for those cricketers, then these clubs will get a lot of money. Mukesh Ambani, who has bid maximum for Mumbai, he is supposed to break even the fastest in two or three years. He will break even because of the advertising revenues. You had to put that in, right? When it comes to Reliance, Arabica is there, right up there. <laughs> yes, your Mukesh Ambani, while he made news there, Anil Ambani also made some news somewhere else. His uh, company, Jump Games, has signed a three-year deal with Manchester United Football Club worth a hundred million dollars, where it's a mobile phone, mobile gaming, where he wants to bank on. the 500 million users that india will have by the end of 2010 on the mobile phones so yes the ambani's are at it again so that's about it from this week's dando takko rokdo busy nation go log on to theindicas.com leave your comments there keep listening bye 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 bye